Hey, this is Andre Butler, pastor of Faith Experience Church. You're listening to the Faith Experience Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We hope that this message helps you engage your faith and experience the future God has for you. Amen. Praise God. Well, I believe that this message that I'm about to share with you is a prophetic word from God. Immediately when uh, pastor asked me, I, I prayed and, and, and looked to God like, what would you have me to say to this great church? I don't believe that any one of us are connected in this moment by accident. I believe God knew you would be here, knew that I would be here, and I believe he's given me a message specifically for you. I really believe that this is a prophetic message. Now, if you're like one of the guys, one time I was ministering and, and uh, uh, the guy wasn't there and he texted me, he said, uh, hey, pastor, I was listening to last Sunday's message. This was some time ago. And he says, um, you kept saying through the message that you kept calling the message from God pathetic. And I got to be missing something. <laughs> so just in case you're new to Christ or you're not really, you know, new to, to church, uh, what I mean by a prophetic message is that um, this is a word of prophecy. And that God is saying something supernaturally in your life. Amen. So for everybody that's here, everybody, if you can hear me, if you can see me, I really believe that this is a word of prophecy to you. And I'm challenging you today to hear this message from the Lord. Amen. This is what God is saying. He's saying expansion. Glory to God. If you would turn with me in your Bible to the book of Isaiah chapter 54. Now, uh, the Old Testaments were prophets. And they would hear from God and deliver God's message to the people. And in Isaiah, we have one of those prophetic messages from God to his people. He says in Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 1, he says, Sing, O barren, and you who have not born, break forth into singing, cry aloud, you who have not labored with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Now immediately before we go into this, I want you to be able to identify with this passage because I believe that God is speaking Isaiah 54 to you. He says, sing aloud, you who are barren. Maybe you're here today and there's some area of barren. Maybe physically you're not a woman or, or, or you're not a woman without a child, but maybe you're here and there's some area of barrenness in your life. If that's you, this is a message for you. If you can imagine a woman, typically, you know, most women, not all, but most women desire at some point in their life to, to give birth to a child. And God speaks a word and he says to this woman who, who hasn't given birth, though you've expected that by this point in your life that you would have had this thing that you've desired. Have you ever been there in your life where you, you, you've had a failed expectation? That by this time, I know I'm talking to somebody, by this point in your life you had expected to be a little further than you are right now. I need you to be able to identify with this place of disappointment because the word that God has given me for you today may come to you right now and you're in what could, could considerably, considerably be a bad situation. 
this word came to this, to, not just to this woman, but, but to this, the, the children of Israel, the people of God, at what is in the moment a bad situation. And I come to you today, praise God, in what could be at the moment a bad situation to bring you a good word from the Lord. God says in this moment, get ready to sing, go ahead and rejoice, cry aloud, shout, break forth into singing. You have expected some things and it hadn't turned out the way that you expected, but you're going to be at a point of rejoicing. The next verse says this, in verse 2, he says, Enlarge the place of your tent and stretch out the curtains of your, your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords, and strengthen your stakes. Think about it for a moment. This is a woman without a child. Maybe she doesn't have a husband or maybe she does. But he's saying to her, get ready. To, to, you're going to need a bigger place. And I'm saying to FX Church, get ready because you are going to need a bigger place. Because God is prophesying over each one of us expansion. He's saying to us, enlarge. There are some folks here that you are a business owner or, or you're an entrepreneur. God is saying to you, expansion is coming. Glory to God. He says, enlarge, stretch out. You know, one of the best parts of a workout is the stretchy. It actually gets you ready to have a, a, a very fruitful and productive workout. But nobody really likes to be stretched. And he says, stretch even in the moment. Think about what he's saying. He's saying, lengthen your cords, but nothing's changed right at the moment. How many of y'all know God sees the end from the very beginning? He sees what's coming around the corner. He knows what's just up ahead. Am I preaching to anybody here today? Verse 3, he says this. He says, for, the reason why I'm telling you this, he says, for you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. God is saying, get ready for expansion. When this word came to me, I didn't even know that the word expand was in the Bible. And it says it very clearly. I, I was drawn to this chapter, and as I, I was specifically drawn to verse 2, that God was saying, enlarge and get ready for what's about to come. But then specifically, he says, he says in verse 2, get ready for expansion because you shall. Now, anytime you use the word shall in the Bible, it's talking about something in the future. God is literally prophesying what's about to come around the corner. He's saying you're going to expand on the left and expand on the right. Every aspect of your life will experience expansion. Now, as I said, this is a prophetic message. I can remember as we went into the end of last year, in the beginning of this year, Pastor Andre, in one of the messages, he, he made reference to Amos chapter 3. And it came back up in my heart as, as, as I was given this to share with you. In Amos, the third chapter, in the seventh verse, <clears throat> God says, surely the Lord does, the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret Secret to his servants, the prophets. Uh, now, I, my calling is as a pastor, but I studied with, matter of fact, almost 25 years ago, a little over 25 years ago, Pastor and Andre and I were at Raymond at the same time, same class, went through the whole two years together. 
We studied under Brother Hagin, who indeed was a prophet of God. And even now, there's prophets here today. And I, I recognize and I know the prophetic anointing. And I challenge you to hear this as if God is standing you up and prophesying into your life what's about to happen. Notice it says here that God does nothing unless he reveals it. I'm telling you, in this year, you're going to see God show up in some amazing ways in your life. And he's telling you in advance, he's revealing his secret to you through this prophetic message. Is it, am, I, am I talking to anybody here today? So the first thing he says here in Isaiah 54, as we get ready for expansion and for what's coming, he continues in verse 4 by saying this, Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed. Neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth, and you will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. Notice the first thing that he says after he says, get ready for what's coming. He says to, the, he says to them, do not be afraid. And if there's anything that can keep you from what's about to happen in your life, it would be the spirit of fear. Thank God we've received the word in Timothy that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. But if there were anything that could keep from you from experiencing the expansion that God has said, it would be fear. And it's the first thing he says. He says, do not be a fear. And he identifies certain things that could cause you to be afraid. For example, he's speaking to a person that's, that's in a bad situation in the moment. He's saying, get ready for expansion. And he addresses fear. He says, for you will not be ashamed. Maybe you had expected and believed that things would turn out better than they did, but it, it, it didn't turn out that way. Maybe you were disappointed. Maybe you were disgraced by something that happened. He even points out the shame of your youth. If anything could keep you and hold you back from the future that God has for you, it would be your past. He says he's going to, what's about to come will cause you to forget the shame of your youth. As I was meditating this clearly in my heart, I knew that there would be some that would be listening and connected to us at this moment. There was someone that I, I, it was as it were, because of what happened when they were a teenager, they're feeling like they'll, they'll never be able to experience what God had planned. What I specifically felt was that there was somebody that believed that because of things that had happened in their youth, they had a, an unwanted pregnancy. They had a child before they got married or, 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 or they had an abortion. That was one that specifically came up. And you in your mind, you believe that the reason you're, you're not in that place today where you want to be, where you're able to hold a child of your own or, or, or be married or, or, or to, to have a better marriage than the one that you have, you believe that it's because, am I preaching to anybody here? I, they, they, it's as if you believe that it's because of the things that are in your past that you're dealing with the problems of your present. God says, do not let fear keep you from your future. Think about it. The reproach of widowhood. The reproach of widowhood. Obviously, that's somebody who was married and, and, and their husband died. 
So he's speaking about the reproach of, of a person who's, who, who's in, a, in a really a bad situation. He says, what's about to fall upon your life, what's about to happen is going to cause you to forget the troubles that you have gone through. Mm, am I talking to anybody here today? So he says, do not fear. I thank God for anointed praise and worship. Didn't, do, didn't the worship team do an amazing job today? I mean, several, I mean, almost all the songs have just nailed exactly what the Spirit of God is saying. Fear has to bow today. And I refuse to allow it to keep you from your future. As I mentioned, I, I'd love to be able to go through every one of the verses here in Isaiah 54, but for the sake of time. There's several other things that were really highlighted. In other words, that I can't go without saying from Isaiah 54 that God is speaking to you. He's addressing things that could hinder you and that could keep you or could cause you to be held back from the future that he has. He says in Isaiah 54, 13, particularly, and remember, he's speaking this to a woman who is without a child. You know, I know I'm believing right now for a, for a couple couples in, in our church and in Houston that are believing for a baby. Notice in this bad situation where, you know, infertility or, or, or barrenness or even in the moment of miscarriage, God is declaring. He said in Isaiah 54, 13, look at it. He says, all your children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. Look at the audacity of God to speak in, in such a, a broken situation. Have you ever experienced any kind of brokenness in your life? God is saying in the moment of brokenness, you have no reason to be afraid. All of your children, the children that you have desired. Some of you have thought that, you know, let's say that that, that person who had a kid and, and, and you were in your teenage years and now that child is in their teenage years and it doesn't look well for them. Now they're doing ungodly things and they're living in a wrong direction and you're, it's almost as if you're afraid. Oh, come on, somebody. You're afraid of something bad happening to you. And God sent me to Detroit today to tell you that all, come on, to tell you in advance, it doesn't look like it right now. They're not with you right now. Things are going bad in their life, but he's declaring all of your children shout. That they're not even being taught in school right now, let alone by the Lord. Who am I talking to today? Am I preaching too hard? I only got a couple minutes, so I got to get it all out. Amen. He says all, that's a word of prophecy. He says all of your children shall be. You know, I have children now, and so I understand one of the greatest desires of a person's heart, no matter what we in our lives have experienced, if you have a child, you want things to be well for your children. Is that right? God is prophesying to you. It may not look good for them right now, but don't be moved by what you see. All of your children, great shall be the peace of your children. Somebody say out loud, this message is for me. Again, I don't have time to take every verse, but there was another one that he pointed out in verse 15. The Bible says, indeed, they shall surely assemble, but not because of me. Whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. Notice he said, indeed, they shall surely assemble. That doesn't sound good. 
You know, Pastor, Pastor Stan, I, I thought you were bringing a good word from the Lord. Yeah, and, 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 and I am bringing a good word, and I am telling you what you are about to experience in the next months and years of your life. But understand this, God never promised for you to, to, to float through life on flowery beds of ease. You know, matter of fact, Jesus said, in this world, as long as you are in this world, you are going to go through some troubled times. You're going to go through some temptations. You're going to go through some tests. Come on, somebody. You're going to go through some trials. And in this verse, he's prophesying that in your future, there are going to be some bad situations that pop up. Not only are you in the bad situation at this moment, but he's saying, yeah, in the future, they shall surely assemble themselves against you. Have you ever had somebody come against you? Maybe on the job, maybe in the home, maybe your own family, maybe people in your neighborhood. Have you ever been there where they assemble? They are trying to take you out. He said, surely they shall assemble. You know, there's a song, uh, um, uh, Michael W. Smith, in up, Upper Room, um, called This Is How I Fight My Battles. I think, matter of fact, it's called Surrounded. You know, uh, like I said, I have a wife, and we have two sons, and my, uh, my three-year-old, he likes to uh, sing, uh, Fight My Battles. <laughs> and so when I take him to school, you know, he, he, he said, Dad, Dad, fight my battles. And I'm thinking, what kind of battles you need to fight? <laughs> he will not, dad, dad, fight, fight my battles, fight my battles. And I put those headphones on him and he, this is how I fight my battles. You know, he's singing it. I don't even think, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. I mean, he, he sings the whole song. I mean, day after day, this is how I fight my battles. But the beautiful part about that is in that song, he's saying, it may look like I'm surrounded. Have you ever been there where all around you, it looked like you were surrounded by trouble on every side? God prophetically is declaring it may look at the moment they may assemble themselves together and surround you, but it will not be because of me. In other words, it's not my will for you to go through troubled times. It's not my will for you to experience disappointments. It's not my will for you to ex experience heartbreak. But if it happens, number one, it won't be by me and whoever assembles against you shall, come on y'all, help me now, shall what? Fall for, my, for your sake. He said, yeah, they may come against you. It may look bad. It may look worse, but it won't be by me and it'll come to nothing. One last verse that I have to share with you from Isaiah 54 is verse 17. He says, no weapon. Come on, not just because it was written in a song, but the song was, was written because it's written in the word. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. God is prophesying to you. Get ready for expansion. Even in the midst of a bad situation, even after a disappointment, then he tells you above all things that even though in the future there's still things that are coming, no weapon. Can y'all help me today? See, a weapon 
is not a sports, it's not sports equipment. Come on. A weapon is, is designed to be fatal. A gun is, is not designed for sports. It's a lethal object. And weapons in our lives are actually designed to take us out. You know, the devil's not trying to tase you. <laughs> That's a deterrent. That's, you know, he's not trying to tase you. He is trying to destroy you. He's trying to steal, kill, and take you out. And the things that have formed in your lives are things that are meant to destroy you. But God declares, and I declare over your life, that no weapon that is formed. The other part of this is that the weapon may form, but it will not prosper. I don't know who said it, but I love it. And I'm here to tell you that there in the future may be situations that form. Come on. How many of y'all know disease can form in the body? You can see a form on the x-ray. Don't be afraid. Come on now. I don't care what happened with others. I'm here to tell you it may form. And if you see something show up in your future, don't flinch. Don't be afraid. Look it in the eye. Look the doctor in the eye. Look the banker in the eye. Look the lawyer in the eye and you tell him with all boldness, God said over me, no. Oh, y'all got to help me now. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. It may form, but it won't prosper. Hallelujah. God is saying expansion. So as I was meditating on this, this kind of tripped me out because I'm like, okay, God, you know, and I, I'm trying to dig and listen to the Lord. Okay, you know, what, what, what scriptures, what, what do I need to minister? And as I was meditating on this, a snake came to mind. I don't like snakes. This is my disclaimer. I'm not a snake person. I don't like anything about snakes. If I see a snake on the TV, I will close my eyes. Please understand, I'm not afraid of snakes. I'll kill a snake in a heartbeat cut his head off with a shovel or anything. Um, and, and one of the number one reasons why I don't like snakes is because the snakes showed up in the Bible. It represents the serpent, the devil. Amen. Um, but as I was meditating on this message, God put a snake in my mind. How many of y'all know that a snake has the capacity to expand? Come on, y'all help me now. I can remember I went to Duffield Elementary School. I went to Messiah Middle School. I went to uh, Miller Middle School. Graduated from King High School. I told y'all, East Side. No, I won't do that. No. <laughs> but I can remember as a kid, they would show like a snake that has consumed something like a little pig or, you know, this, this, this snake. It has this massive, the snake has a capacity to expand. And that's what I want to challenge you with is you and I, we have a capacity to expand. So as I was, I'm like, God, why are you putting a snake on my mind? Not just because it has the capacity to expand, but then he took my thoughts to Moses. Turn with me, if you would, <clears throat> to the book of Exodus chapter 4. I know you all probably were wondering what this is. You can't come to Detroit unprepared. And I went down to Houston, it got soft. Howdy, y'all. 
Everything's y'all. <laughs> so I had to bring, and then, of course, you know, Pastor Andre has the best sermon illustrations ever, right? So I, I couldn't come without a sermon illustration. But I could remember the Lord reminded me that there was a time in Mos- with Moses that, that God, that, that there was a snake involved. Come on. In Exodus chapter 4, matter of fact, God was getting ready to use him in a mighty way, just like he's about to do some mighty things in your life. And it seems as though Moses was a little bit fearful about it. And so he went, he he was conversating to God in in Exodus chapter 4 and verse 1. Moses answered and said, but suppose that they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. You may be here and think, well, suppose this message was for for the person on my right, but it wasn't for me. Or, you know, how do I know that this message is for me or or whatever the case. How many of y'all know he's fearful about what is about to come in the future? And so the Lord said to him, what is that that is in your hand? So at the moment, obviously, God is talking to him, and, and Moses had a rod. As a matter of fact, he spoke up and said, a rod. For all you base, baseball fans, there he is. He's in the Bible. I want you, I want you to actually go there with me and, and see Moses with just physically. I mean, you know, maybe it was a walking stick back in that day in the wilderness. Maybe you could use it to ward off, a, you know, a wild animal. And he said, cast it on the ground. And, and I don't know about you, in Jesus, sometimes he'd say some weird things. And here God is having a conversation. He's talking about, you know, I want you to go do some mighty things. And there's some mighty things that are about to come into the lives of my people. And he said, I'm a little bit fearful about going. He says, well, what's in your hand? And he says, cast, what, what difference is that going to make, God, right? And he cast it on the ground. And the Bible says, as he cast it on the ground, it became a serpent, and Moses did what? You, you know Moses had to be black. Come on. <laughs> now, I know he was a Jew. Don't, 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 don't mess with me now. But just bear with me because, I mean, he wasn't like, oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> y'all, need, y'all know where I'm from, so if you see somebody running, come on. You run now and ask questions later, right? So notice he's having this conversation with God and God is saying, and then he says, cast it on the ground. He no more expect, I no more expect. I want you to imagine being in the room at the moment and he cast it on the ground and immediately fear showed up. It became a sir. I don't like snakes. If I, I, Come on, I might be with Moses in that. My question to you is why would God cause the rod to become a snake. He's obviously getting him ready for what's about to come, and I want to show you this. But I need you to slow down long enough to ask the question, why would God, snakes, that's God's enemy, right? Why would God, I mean, make it turn into a bird, (laughs) right? And then turn it back into a rod or something. Why a snake? Watch this. And the first thing is, He's trying to teach Moses not to be afraid of anything as long as God is on his side. You are talking to the creator of the universe. You have no reason to be afraid. 
And he's about to send him among serpents and scorpions, among demonic powers and, 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 and those of, of Pharaoh's time. And he needs to assure that fear will not prevent him for the, from the future that God has for his people. Come on, somebody. So the first thing, I know, you know, I've got kids, and I don't know how this happened. We didn't teach our son the word scared, but obviously watching YouTube or something on TV, daddy's scared. And I'm like, what? You have, you know, spider. Like, well, you have no reason. Come on, how many of you don't want your children in any way to be afraid? So God is teaching him, as long as I'm on your side, you have no reason. And that's the word of the Lord. The big part of the message is for you to fear not. And so look at this illustration in, in verse 4. He said to him, reach out and take, uh, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. And he reached out his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. Now, how many of y'all would be willing to grab a snake by the tail? It's one thing that I threw my rod down and it became a snake, but it's another. You're talking about taking a, come on, some of you scared to catch a mouse. Ooh, you know, you you moving backwards trying to reach forward. Come on, y'all help me now. Can you imagine this thing, you know, big old six-foot snake, and it's doing all of that on the ground, and you're supposed to overcome fear enough to, come on, take it. Oh, y'all got to help me now. I don't know about you. I can just see old Moses there trying to figure out, you know, ooh, y'all got to help me now. Meg, you want me to do what? Take it by the tail. And he grabs hold of it, and the moment that he does, come on, no weapon that's formed. Come on. It may form. Oh, y'all got to help me today. He took it by the tail, and it became a rod in his hand. What is God doing with this rod illustration? He's preparing him, number one, as long as I'm on your side, you have nothing to be afraid of. I know you're in a bad situation, and I know this thing looks like it can destroy you. But don't be afraid of anything that forms. Are you all getting that? The second thing I see that he learned from this is to take authority over whatever forms. Think about it. Take it by the tail. What are you doing? You're exercising authority over anything that forms as a result. So let me give you several things that I believe God is challenging you in preparation for what is about to come. Four areas that you'll see happen or expansion happening in your life. The number one thing is I challenge you to allow vision to be expanded in you. The first thing, like right now, he said enlarge, he said stretch forth. Your part to do, the message that he gave me was for you to enlarge your vision. You know, I was listening in September to Vision Sunday, and you all have like a, man, that is like a huge vision. Come on, where, where, where Faith X will minister to thousands and tens of thousands and scores of thousands. Can you imagine hundreds of thousands of people being impacted by you? That's a huge vision. And I want you to first understand that God's vision for your life can't be expanded any more than it already is. But your view of that vision can be. 
God's plan for your life was ordained from before the foundations of the world, before you were a sparkle in your, your daddy's eye. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, he has plans of greatness for your life. So technically, God's vision for your life can't be any further expanded than it is right now, but your view, come on, y'all help me now, your view of God's vision can be expanded. In other words, allow yourself to see God use you bigger and beyond where you are right now. In other words, see your marriage beyond where it is right now. In other words, see your finances, y'all going to help me now? See your finances beyond where they are right now. See your physical body beyond when you're looking in the mirror or looking at that report. See it beyond where it is. Not that God's vision is changing, but your view of it is. You can go up one part of a mountain, but go around on the other side and be amazed at what you see. It's still the same mountain Come on, but your view of it, God's got great things planned for your life. Hallelujah. In 2 Kings chapter 6, to help you understand what God is saying to you, in 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 15, and when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was a, an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots, and his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? Y'all, some of you may know the stories, but for others of you that don't know, uh, Elijah and his servant were in a place, and, and, and there was a huge army that surrounded them on every side. The, the servant got up early, went out, saw this army approaching, surrounding them. Come on, that, that, that's a confirmation that it may look like you're surrounded. Come on. They surrounded the city, and he asked, oh, master, what shall we do? I challenge you, if it looks like you're surrounded, don't allow the questions of fear to throw you off your future. God said they will assemble. Amen? Verse 16 says, so he answered, do, oh, oh, praise God. Do not fear for those who are with us are more than those that are with them. Now, the prophet was seeing something that the, that the servant wasn't seeing. And I'm seeing something about you that you may not be seeing. It may look like you're surrounded, but do, come on, not help me, fear. I don't think it's ironic. I think it's supernatural that with Moses, the first thing God said was do not fear. Don't be, he's, he's teaching him essentially not to be afraid of that thing. What God said through Isaiah was do not fear. And what he's saying to us through this is what? Do not fear. For there are those, who's with us? And sure enough, in verse 17, he said, Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around. That's my prayer for you. As a result of this prophetic message is that your vision will be expanded, that God will show you things about your future, about your family, come on, about your business, about your work, and about your children that you haven't seen, that your eyes have closed to. Hallelujah. So the first thing God is challenging you to allow to be expanded in you is vision. Number two is to see miracles, signs, and wonders expanded. I believe we're living in a time of miracles, signs, and wonders. If you'll go with me to Exodus chapter 7 and verse number 8. 
In verse 8, it says this, Then the Lord spake to Moses and Aaron, saying, when, when Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Show a miracle. Somebody say a miracle. For yourselves, and then you shall say to Aaron, Take your rod and cast it before Pharaoh, and let it become a serpent. Now, Aaron wasn't with him when it happened the first time. But now they're actually getting ready to go. And when they got there, God says that Pharaoh's going to say, he wants to see, he's, he's, I want to see a miracle. And he says, when Pharaoh says that, tell Aaron to throw his rod down. So obviously Moses had a rod. Aaron had, you know, maybe that was just how they wrote. <laughs> so sure enough, Moses in verse 10, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and they, they did so just as the Lord commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants. And it what? Became a serpent. Somebody say, yuck, yuck. I mean, show me a miracle. He, and this thing just automatically turns into a snake. Now, remember this time, how many of y'all know Moses is not running? And what I say to you about that is if you have ever experienced the miracle working power of God in your life before, come on, you know that he'll do it again. And what I'm declaring about to happen in your life, there are going to be some supernatural miracles show up in your future this year like you haven't even imagined. You do know what a miracle is. A miracle is a supernatural intervention into the ordinary course of things. Ordinarily, you would have ended up in bankrupt. Ordinarily, they would have come and picked it up. Ordinarily, they would have come and put you out. Ordinarily, this would have turned into that. Ordinarily, you would have ended up in that. But God says, I'm intervening on your behalf, and you will see the miracle power of God show up for you. In verse 11, but Pharaoh called his wise men and sorcerers and the magicians of Egypt, and they also did in like manner with their enchantments. For verse 12, for every man threw down his rod and they became serpents, but Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. Again, if you've never read this story in the Bible, imagine being in the room. Maybe you're not Moses or Aaron, but you're just in the room. They come in. Let my people go. <laughs> He's like, show me a miracle. And you know, I said, boom, he throws this down. Pharaoh calls, I don't know how many guys there were. It wasn't just a few. And all of them, one by one, boom. I don't know about you. I'm out of there. Because you got a lot of snakes running around on the ground, right? But one after one, see, remember what's been prophesied. The weapon may form. You're in a dangerous situation. You're in a bad condition, but no matter what forms, it won't prosper. I believe with all of my heart that in this season we're in right now, each and every occasion where the enemy shows his miraculous power, God will cause his miraculous power to swallow up everything that the enemy does. So whatever the enemy does will be swallowed up by the miracle power of God in this season. Allow yourselves to experience miracles expanded. The third thing, oh, I just got three minutes, so I got to hurry, is you'll receive expansion in your receiving. 
In the book of Matthew chapter 9, I thought this was amazing because this is an expansion scripture. In verse 17, God, uh, Jesus said, nor do they put new wine into old wineskins or else the wineskins will break and the wine is spilled and the wineskins will be ruined. But they put new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. I don't believe he's talking about wine and bottles. I believe he's talking about you and I. In other words, what God is about to pour into your life cannot be contained by your old lifestyle. I'll say that again. What God is about to pour into your life, get ready for an expansion. You won't be able to contain with that kind of living what God has to pour into you right now in and in your future. You need to allow yourself to uh, some, some fresh oil, some elasticity. Come on, somebody. Some expansiveness. In your life. How I many of y'all know a snake every while, every now and then will shed its skin? I'm sorry for the snake illustrations, but every now and then a snake will shed its skin. When God showed this to me again, he was challenging me that, that, that in, in, in allowing yourself to expand, your capacity of receiving expands. Amen? And that's what I want to challenge you to do, that in this season coming, allow your capacity to receive to expand. What do I mean? In Luke chapter 6 and verse number 38, the Bible says, Give and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom with the same measure you use. It will be measured, what? Back to you. How many of you know that your giving expands your capacity of receiving? And I'm here to prophesy that you have been giving and giving, and I'll tell you what's about to come is you're about to be reaping and receiving. God is declaring expansion. <laughs> every time, uh, every time it, it fall happens in Detroit, and I'm listening to Pastor Andre for years, I mean, all the way back to Phoenix, he'll tell the illustration of, of leaves being put into a bag. How many of y'all know when you put those leaves into the bag, when you press it down, what you're doing is expanding its capacity. Come on, y'all help me now. You're when you shake it together, what are you doing? You're expanding it. You can well, I could put a little bit more here. And you push it down, you shake it together, and it'll end up running over. I'm here to tell you, in the future, give and keep giving. Amen. If you're in a tough time, believe that you're giving. I've seen it already that by the time we give it in this season, it's coming back on every wave. Hallelujah. The last one I want to leave you with is this. And I'm going to jump to the end. Is to allow not just your vision to be expanded. Not to just expect miracles to be expanded. Or you're receiving to be expanded, but to allow love in you to be expanded. God is saying, get ready. Expansion is coming. And so where do you, how do you do that? Allow the love of God in you to expand. You see, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 54, that so when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying which is written death is swallowed up in victory the death of something obviously is a bad situation the death of a business the death of a person or a loved one it's a bad situation 
things do happen in life that can't be undone. But what I challenge you to do is to allow the love. You've got God's capacity to love on the inside of you. But when bad things happen to you and you start to love from your human capacity, you'll cut off some things. You'll cut off some people. You'll stop believing for better than, because I don't want to get hurt again. I don't want to open myself up like that. But what's interesting is that, that the Bible declares that death can be swallowed up in victory. That bad things can be swallowed up by good things. Forgiveness is the expansion of love. Ooh, I wish I had a moment about that. When you choose to forgive that person that lets you down, you are expanding love in you. When they slap you in the face and you turn the other cheek, how many of y'all know that's love expanded in you? When they ask you to go a mile and you go with them two miles, oh, who am I talking to? That's, allow, that's an expansion verse. That's allowing love to swallow up the bad thing. If they ask you for your coat and you give them your shirt also, what are you doing? You're allowing the love of God to swallow up anything that the enemy does. I challenge you today to allow God to expand you to your next level. Amen? Amen. We love you. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to another Faith Experience Podcast. Remember, God has a future for you.